This podcast is brought to you by HealthCareInfoSecurity.com, the leading online publication for risk management and security professionals within the healthcare industry. This is Howard Anderson, Managing Editor at HealthCareInfoSecurity.com, welcoming you to Week in Review for November 12, 2010. In our featured story this week, insurance company HealthNet has been fined a second time for tardy notifications following a 2009 health information breach. The Connecticut Insurance Department announced this week that it has fined the insurer $375,000 for failures to safeguard the personal information of its members from misuse by third parties. The most prominent failure was the untimely notification of 500,000 state residents regarding the loss of a disk drive last year. Back in July, HealthNet agreed to pay $250,000 in damages and offer stronger consumer protections to settle a High Tech Act civil lawsuit filed in federal court by Connecticut Attorney General Richard Blumenthal, who recently was elected U.S. Senator. That suit also centered on the insurer's failure to promptly notify those affected by the breach incident, but it focused on violation of federal and not state law. The lawsuit claimed that the insurer did not notify consumers about the May 2000 breach until November 2009, when it posted a notice on its website and began sending letters to individuals affected. Also in the news this week, in the wake of the election, Republicans have pledged to block the spending of any economic stimulus money not yet spent, but it's unlikely they'll try to pull the plug on the federal high-tech act incentive payments for use of electronic health records, several observers say. Some observers, however, expect the new Congress will keep a very close eye on the pending privacy and security regulations to implement the High Tech Act mandates, perhaps enacting legislation to fix any rules prepared by the Obama administration that fail to meet expectations. Republicans have made it clear that they'll look for any opportunity to repeal some or all of the health care reform package. Observers say that means the High-Tech Act likely won't get as much attention, even though the EHR incentives are funded by President Obama's economic stimulus package. In this week's featured interview, Michael Salk, Vice President and CIO at University of Wisconsin Hospitals and Clinics, says using palm scanning technology to identify patients can help improve patient safety and prevent fraud. Within about a year, the Academic Medical Center hopes to register a majority of its 2.5 million patients with the authentication technology, which helps ensure clinicians use the right electronic health records and makes it more difficult to commit insurance fraud. Here's a clip from that interview. With our volume, I think every academic medical center or any academic medical center of any size has issues with people having similar names, even similar birth date or same birth dates and we have five to ten cases per week where the patient is accidentally registered to the wrong medical record and since it's an electronic medical record that really can't happen because all of a sudden you've linked the patient with different perhaps allergies test results medications so i mean it's a safety issue and that's primarily what drove our uh, looking at the technology was patient safety. I'll be back after a short break to tell you about the rest of our weekly review. Are you responsible for your institution's regulatory compliance program? Do electronic medical records, patient privacy, or data breaches keep you up at night? Do you have any certifications which require continuing professional education credit hours? 
the solution to your problems may be the healthcareinfosecurity.com educational webinar library. You'll find plenty of courses that align with your core responsibilities. Visit healthcareinfosecurity.com for more information on how to access these webinars. Welcome back. Also in the news this week, federal regulators have published a final rule carrying out the Genetic Information Non-Discrimination Act, which prohibits the use of genetic information to make decisions about health insurance and employment. The act, enacted in 2008, protects job applicants, employees, and others from discrimination based on their genetic information. To protect privacy, it restricts employers from requesting, requiring, or purchasing genetic information and strictly limits them from disclosing genetic information. The final rule will go into effect January 10, 2011. And in this week's featured blog, I suggest that hospitals and clinics that have yet to conduct a risk assessment or create a substantial information security budget should carefully consider the high costs of information breaches. The 2010 HIMSS Security Survey found that 14% of hospitals and a third of clinics have yet to conduct a risk analysis. Some hospitals and clinics fail to understand the benefits of an analysis, which can help organizations pinpoint areas where patient information is at risk and help identify ways to remediate that risk. That's according to Lisa Gallagher, Senior Director for Privacy and Security at the Healthcare Information and Management Systems Society. Clearly, risk assessments accomplish more than achieving compliance with federal regulations. They help organizations minimize their risk of breaches, which can lead to extraordinarily high costs. For example, the Poneman Institute estimates the average breach costs $204 per record for direct and indirect expenses. For the third year in a row, the HIMSS survey found that roughly half of healthcare organizations spend 3% or less of their IT budgets on security. If decision makers at your organizations need motivation for increasing security spending, consider handing them a copy of the list of major breaches reported to federal authorities. Reading the list can be an eye-opening experience. After all, many organizations just like yours have experienced major breaches and dealt with the messy and costly aftermath. Be sure to check out healthcareinfosecurity.com for all the latest news, interviews, blogs, and more. This is Howard Anderson. Thanks so very much for listening. This podcast has been brought to you by healthcareinfosecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.healthcareinfosecurity.com.